Welcome back to the girl who failed at drinking the podcast. I am Kinsley and today I'm here sitting here with my good friend, Jessica. Jessica, how are you doing today? Hi, thanks for having me. I know. I'm so glad you're here. Um, this is going to be fun. When I first started my podcast, I like, I, well, I told you first. Yeah. I'm like, come on, right? Like, let's go. And you're like, well, I'm finally brave enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like balls to the wall type of person, which I think that's a good Well, I think that's how we got here. <laughs> I, yeah, totally, totally. Um, in relation to drinking, you yes. are balls to the wall. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so why do you feel, why do you feel like I invited you on the Girl Who Failed at Drinking podcast? <laughs> um, hi, because I have a problem with drinking. No, um, <laughs> I think because, you know, one thing that you and I really connected on when we first met was kind of the sobriety and just this journey to sobriety and um I'm I'm starting to get to the point where I'm being more vocal about my sobriety but really wanting to just normalize that um yeah women do struggle especially moms and you know just kind of letting people know that this is actually normal and we can talk about it and yeah totally you know the more we talk about it it kind of lessens the shame and Yeah, I think that that's the problem is it's not talked about enough. And when I first met Jess, we were actually at a girls night and I was, I had my alcohol monitor on and she, I hope that like felt like you could talk to me too, because obviously that was like, oh, she definitely has a problem with drinking if she's wearing an alcohol monitor right now. I didn't know that you had that on. You didn't that night? No, I didn't know. Oh, I did have boots on. Yeah. yeah. I was just told that you're a non-drinker and that was... That was big for me because um, I did drink that night and I didn't want to drink. And, you know, and this is something that we can definitely talk about because I think a lot of people have been there where, you know, you really feel like you should be moderating your drinks and, you know, is this serving me? And a big factor for my drinking was anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I had anxiety going into that girl's night where there were new people I was going to meet. It's like yep. middle of COVID. Yeah. I'm struggling with my drinking. I know – I knew in the back of my mind I shouldn't be drinking, um, but I did choose to drink that night. Um, luckily – It was fine. It was a fine night. Yeah, it was a great night. But that doesn't mean that every time's going to be that way. Exactly. Um, yep. Did I wake up the next day with excruciating anxiety? Yes, I did. Yeah. Which was another reminder that – yeah. This yeah. doesn't serve me. Yeah. I think that's one thing. Well, I don't want to say this is something that you and I go through. It's something that you and I have talked about a lot. So I know that it's something you go through, but like I'll hear people be like, Oh, I have the worst anxiety. And it's like somebody that I know drinks a lot or they drink daily. And maybe it's not a lot, but it is daily. And I feel like th- those racing thoughts, like the next day mm-hmm. in the morning are a contributor of alcohol and not so much like clinical anxiety. Which 100%. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Um, I'll just kind of to go back. I started noticing um, what I didn't realize were withdrawal symptoms. And that word's going to scare people. Yeah. It's really. It's a big word. Um, that hangover that you think that you're having. Um, that's a withdrawal. I know. That's, um, that's one thing that I love about like, because you would always call me and be like, you're withdrawing. And they, sometimes in the head, I'm like, it's a hangover. Or like it's I'm no. but then I started really accepting once that you, I was yeah yeah once you really start to read the science behind alcohol and how it really affects your body 
Um, yeah. Yeah. So as far as like withdrawal symptoms, um, that was something that I noticed, God, probably like a year, year and a half before I even stopped drinking. Like I didn't have anxiety until I really started to increase my drinking. Yeah. And, um, that was my number one symptom Mm -hmm. or of kind of like a withdrawal where I would wake up the next day and I would just have, like you said, racing thoughts. Um, just feel flushed, guilt, shame. Yeah. Um, like physical anxiety symptoms with heart racing. That was a big one. Um, it was to the point where I ended up getting on anxiety medication. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally I'm like, as soon as I cut out the alcohol, I'm like, oh shit. Like I don't know. Yeah. I don't have anxiety. Well, yeah. I do, because let's be like everyone has anxiety. Yes, yes, I mean, like yeah. if you don't have anxiety after like COVID, then like I don't know who you are. <laughs> um so but yeah, like cutting out the alcohol, and that's the biggest thing that I tell, you know, anyone that's telling me that they're struggling with anxiety is I ask if they drink. Yeah. That's what I now I think about that too, because I've obviously struggled with anxiety and depression. Like that's something that I've gone through since I was little. But now that I have now that I'm at this point, the first time when I stopped drinking back in October of 2019, the first thing to go with my was my anxiety. And I'm mm-hmm. so that's when I started associating. I was like, wow, like, you know, yeah, when I was a kid, I had anxiety, but I'm outgrowing those anxieties mm-hmm. probably that I had then. And you know, I was almost fueling it. Like, yes, I have it. it but is. now you're just like you're fueling it and making it 10 times worse. And, oh, it was so like, then when I started drinking again, which you dealt with a lot, cause I would text mm-hmm. you or you would call me and I was just like, I just can't, I just want to grow in a ball and die. And it's like, you know, I'm doing that to myself. I know exactly what causes it yep. now. I got, you know, now that I'm, a, I'm aware too. And it is, it's crazy, but I loved yeah. how you eight s- hours after your last drink, if you start to feel anxiety, you got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> truthfully. Yeah. Well, and then I like, I like how you said, um, that it took you a year and a half before, before you quit drug- drinking, not mm-hmm. into your drinking. Yeah. Because like a year and a half in, you don't, yeah, you're, you don't, it's like, that's then when you start realizing it and that's how long sometimes it can take somebody to truly like stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, I think just maybe it'll help people to give some kind of backstory as far as um, kind of how I got here. Um, I think for me, my drinking definitely started high school. Um, sorry, mom, who's probably going to listen to this. <laughs> um, definitely as soon as I had that first drink, it kind of clicked for me. And I think that that is um, – I'm definitely, I'm a highly sensitive person and not sensitive in the sense of like, oh, boo-hoo, but like sensitive um, and kind of like overstimulated easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of like an empath in the sense that it's like I take on people's emotions and um, I do have anxiety. And so drinking alcohol for me was a way to numb the noise. Yeah. And so um, I used it for that. Um, my drinking my drinking has always been a problem. Um, I was always the party girl. Yeah. Same. I always drink too much. Same. I was I always think. the last one at the party drinking. Same. <laughs> um, and honestly, no one called me on my bullshit until I was probably like late 20s because it's just almost like it's what you do. 
Yeah, I agree. I, yeah. It, you know, like, and I always, like, gravitated towards people who drink like me or drink more than me. Yeah. because Almost you- like, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, and it, it stinks. Like, now that I'm into my sobriety, I'm, you know, reconnecting with the people that I kind of lost those relationships with because I kind of pushed them aside because I was like, oh, gosh, they don't drink like me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or they're not into going yeah, to the bar. Not, and like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so as far as, like, my drinking, um, my drinking really became a problem I would say 2016, it really picked up with work. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Two, I was pregnant during 2016. Whoops. 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked a really stressful job. Um, I worked in property management. Um, in San Francisco, we were doing a brand new lease up, which is really competitive. It's really, I mean, it's a lot lot of work. Um, but it's also fun work. You're in sales. You're yeah. going out drinking every night. You're drinking as a team. You're, networking, you know, you're, yeah, you're networking. Sure. Yeah. You're having happy hours. Happy hours turn to drinking at lunch. Mm-hmm. Turn to this. Um, I ended up getting pregnant with my son. I'll give you the quick version. Got pregnant with my son, had him. Um, and then I had postpartum anxiety. Mm-hmm. which I didn't even know I had postpartum anxiety because I had it kind of delayed. And that really Fuel. triggered drinking. Yeah. Yep. That was when I kind of just like hit the gas pedal mm-hmm. and, and didn't stop. Um, I continued to work these extremely long hours trying to take care of my son. Um, alcohol was like a Band-Aid for me. Yeah. But it wasn't a Band-Aid. No. Because it was crumbling my marriage. It was just everything around me, um, my job performance. Yes. Um, your relationship. Like yeah. Just my relationship. As a mother. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's, I really, I wasn't showing up. Yeah. Like yeah. I wasn't showing up. disconnect. As, yeah. So, um, my drinking was a big trigger for us to move back here because my husband was like, this is a problem. Yeah. Like I hadn't hit rock bottom as they say. Um, but my husband's like, we got to get you out of here. Like we can't, keep living like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, moving back to Boise was a big step in that direction. Big step. Yeah. That's good. For that's us. Good. Um, so, and then that was when I kind of realized that I needed to sobriety. That was when my sobriety really started. Yeah. 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 Was just like, okay, you know, doing a few months at a time would try to moderate a few months at a time. I ended up getting pregnant with our second, which she kind of saved me yeah. in that sense because I, it's scary. Like I, it's such a progressive disease. I, mm-hmm. it's scary to think that like, maybe I wouldn't be here yeah. if I wouldn't have gotten pregnant. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and it's, it's saying things like that, that make you realize like, this is like the mom next door. Like, I don't, I don't live under a bridge. Yeah. People like, I don't like, yeah, exactly. And yeah. you have a beautiful, yeah, like I home and husband and yes, kids yeah. and family. And you know, I, even though- I grew up in a beautiful family. Like it could happen to anyone. Yeah. And it's the main thing we really need to discuss is how progressive this disease is. Yes. yes. Like it's, 
And maybe that's you starting with, you know, two glasses of wine at night. And then two glasses turns to finishing the bottle. And then that turns into two bottles. And, Mm -hmm. you know, really getting a handle on it before it takes, you know. Yeah. I feel like I was, like, looking for any, like, oh, it's this event. Or, oh, it's that. Like, now we've got a drink for it. It was just you know, well, you start making, to plan your life around. Yeah, it. like making alcohol the event and just rotating things life around that. You know what but I did mean? Did you really have fun? That's the question. No, some of those things yeah. I don't. You know, <laughs> and that's why I asked you before we started recording. I was like, do you ever? Did you ever feel like you were like that friend in the group that nobody wanted to like? They wanted to be there, but they were also like, oh my God, she's going to be a wreck. And like, you know, what I, like 100% anyone yeah. that is listening to this podcast who's going to go, oh shit, I know who that Jessica <laughs> is. She threw up in my house. <laughs> she lost her keys. Yeah. Same. She ruined my party. She blah, 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 because I was a selfish piece of shit. Yeah. I will be the first person to say that. I was a liability. Yeah. Yeah. And same. I, you know, like I told you, like, I feel like there were things that, you know, yes, I had those friends that were like, oh, she's game. So I was always invited. Yeah. But then I also had, you know, friends that left me out of things. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, God, well, we don't know if she's. What, what, what Jessica, state are we yeah, going to get? How, which yeah. Kinsley are we going to get? And, and yeah. And so like kind of going to like normal drinkers and then, you know, maybe this is going to, I, I don't want to say upset a few people, but like. You have to really look at it. Like there's normal drinkers and then there's some people that like, you know, like in regards to events where it's like they'll go to the event and they'll have one glass of wine. But what they don't see is people like us who are getting ready for the event, having two glasses of wine before we even get out the door. Oh, yeah. Having a glass of wine on the way there. Yeah, exactly. Having three glasses at the actual event. Yeah, (laughs) like like seeing a bar walking out. Oh, here, let's go grab a shot. Yeah, Yeah. like I want to throw – that is not normal, folks. Yes. Like, and so, yes, everyone loves to have the cocktail while you're getting ready and everyone – but you really – you need to kind of start to take mental notes on these things. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. People are like, Oh, like they see somebody else maybe struggling or going through legality, not even me, but just so like, Oh, she, this person got a DUI or this person, Oh, they must have a drinking problem. It's like, well, I think we all, <laughs> I think it's yeah. a lot more common. It's just, we need to start. Um, I think a normal drinker, like somebody that's a complete normal drinker is somebody that, yeah, can have, one glass of wine. Yeah. But I think and that's then, for women. It, and isn't maybe it one like glass? one glass of wine, like a week, like they're going out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my glass of wine for a week. Like, and that's crazy control to me. That's I'm like, wow. Yeah. So for me, I, it, it's funny that you mentioned control because that's where, again, where I started to notice, okay, there's a problem here is when I started to control my drinks. And I don't know if you did this, but like I would control the counting of them yeah. or, or water. Like, did yeah, you ever do like, that? Like, Oh, I need to have, like, yep, have if one I glass. drink one glass in between this, like I won't get too drunk. And then, you know, yeah. you spend all of your time focusing on the alcohol. Yeah. Okay. Well, if I, yeah, like I would count my drinks, I would, or you know, when you're getting oh, another, yeah. When am I going to have another? Um, Oh, she God. just ordered her third. So now I can order my third because then I don't want to order before her yeah. and look like, you know, yeah. It's, it's Oh, a we can get into game. the nitty gritty. I used to go, when I would go to people's houses, I would like walk into their home and I would see where the alcohol was. 
Like I would mentally mm-hmm. know where is the alcohol? Okay, what are we going to be drinking today? What yep. do they have? Oh, they've got it on the counter. Okay, how much is on the counter? Yep. Okay, like when it got like it got to the point where like oh they're in the bathroom. Okay, can I take a swig? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, totally with me is, too. I'm a, I agree. And that's how again to be repetitive. How progressive this disease yeah. can get. Oh, for sure. I was like hiding. Like junior stand up, I'd be like, "Harry, pour me a shot of Fireball," because yes, before he I comes would do that. My table, husband, you know, oh my god, I was <laughs> so guilty of this. Yeah, because my husband's a normal drinker. Yeah, and and it's like we find each other. It's the funniest thing. Like he can open a beer and have like two sips and be fine. And like the way that he's worded it to me is, he's like, "I could order a beer or I could order lemonade," and I don't get that euphoric switch in my head. Yes, yeah, like it doesn't. It doesn't dude, dude. trigger anything for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was definitely guilty of that. Like I would go to the bathroom, or like he would go to the bathroom, and I would sneak a drink at the bar. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Or, oh, God. Ugh. I know. Yeah. 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 And then he'd be like, "How did you go from like zero to 100 And I'm like, "I don't know." It was a strong drink. <laughs> she just know. really wanted to get me lit. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh God. They're the like five that I have. You're like, I'll pay that one. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the five that I snuck before I got here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's such a fun, fun game you play too. And it becomes a game, a true game. Like yeah. everything. Every like whether you're like, okay, it's it's Monday. Maybe if they can make it till Thursday. Like, you know, you're just constantly doing these weird Tetris, like with alcohol and yeah. life and anyone that's doing that, like you said, like doing the Tetris, do yourself a favor. And stop drinking for 30 days yeah. and see how you feel. Yeah, yeah. Like, I agree. Yep. Um, you know, there's certain people that can do that. We're on October 3rd, um, but there's, what, Sober October, I think yep. is what it's called. or um, No, isn't it No Sip September, Sober October? Yeah, so try no it. Gym, like, November. we challenge you to try it. Yeah. Your overall mental health in 30 days is so it'll much. It'll be huge. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, like... You can't even describe it sometimes. I feel like doors just keep opening. And, like, yeah, I have stressful situations, but I'm able to process them more like a normal, But you you show up for them. Like, I used to deal with stress and be like, oh, I had a stressful day. I'm going to go drink. Or, oh, this is going to stress me out. I'll drink about it. Like, I just – it was a weird, you know, yeah. Yeah, no. And definitely, I think for for me, like, the short-term – sobriety was never and that word um for me I was the type of girl where like I could go like in the beginning Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong I became a daily drinker folks um I was the type of girl that could go like a week or two I could go three weeks I could go but when I drank I was a binge drinker yeah and a lot of people I think can relate to that. Like when, again, Again. we're getting rid of shame. Yeah. And if you look at what binge drinking, I think it's like more than like three drinks or something. Oh, it's very, it's like, I mean. Minimal. Yeah. So. Or God, I'm like, see, that's even horrible to do. I like, I just associated three drinks as minimal. Three drinks is not minimal. No, but I'm, I'm like, not oh, buzzed. Minimal, yeah, I'm, I'm not like, buzzed. Shit, <laughs> that's not a drink and a shot. Like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I know. And so that's what's weird. And then I, I think people don't understand like binge drinking too. Is like, 
it's very common amongst women well, because or when you go out and you get too drunk and so the next day you're like let's go grab mimosas and then you know it's like yep. that's that's how yeah i definitely um, i believe gosh and i wish that we had some more stats in front of us but i believe that it's 10 days to fully have alcohol removed from your system mm-hmm. um so a lot of people are in circling back to that withdrawal constant withdrawal that hair of the dog is your withdrawal and what you're doing is you're just starting the clock over again yeah you are literally like restarting the clock yeah and that's something that i really struggled with towards the end of my drinking yeah me too which i i was able to do like long stretches of sobriety um and then i thought that i could moderate again and moderation just isn't an option for me same um yeah kudos to people that can yeah um it's just for me i tried to moderate and then instant right back to where i was at like i just felt like horrible i felt miserable um or i'd be like why am i i don't know it's just such a mind fuckery sometimes but yeah moderation is not not an option for me either i somehow have the intention like it's like one of those things that actions speak louder than words you can have every intention in the world but when it comes down to it that's not what my actions would do so uh kind of a nice segue into one thing we wanted to talk about that i can kind of piggyback off of on moderation um so i had my daughter and then i had a very long stretch of sobriety um a couple months like after her birth think about seven months and then I remember sitting with my husband and we were laying in bed and I just said gosh you know sometimes it would be nice to just have a glass of wine to get in the mood yeah oh, and yeah. it would be so nice to just have that kind of feeling again and in his mind he's thinking god I haven't been late in no <laughs> but you know so for him that opened the door again. Yeah. And that was a scary door to open, but it's something that kind of needs to be talked about because, you know, something that you and I were speaking about before we got on here is like, think about the last time, like when was the last time that you had sober sex? Well, we have, we have sex a lot. We had sex today actually, but good for you. Yeah. And I mean, junior and I, (laughs) we have sex a lot, but the thing is, is that I feel bad is, I, I don't, I asked him, I was like, what is it about having sex when we're drunk? And he's like, lowered inhibitions. And this doesn't have to be with your lowered inhibitions with somebody else. It can be with your partner as well. As soon but it as it does we, lower your ambitions it does. with other people. Well, it does with other people, but yeah, even but like, in your marriage, like yeah. you get drunk and you want to have wild and crazy sex. You're like, let's do this, that, and that. Well, then you're, you're, you know, the next night you're sober and you're like, but you remember the wild crazy sex some no i mean we just i just we get a lot you're like i did we get what? a lot freakier like i yeah. know like we just we do and so i know that i'm sure junior definitely misses that like freaky crazy wild side well, but, yeah and i think that was the same with eris where yeah. like i would instigate yeah like i initiate not instigate well, i was an instigator <laughs> <laughs> but oh. i would initiate sex more yeah because that was you know it Oh, me too. It, I was, that's almost, how I feel. I was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to fuck you. Like, lay down and we're going to get crazy. And then, you know, now I, I he's like, let's have sex. Babe, 
I'm really tired. It's been a long day. Like, but yeah, it's also for for me because I am blessed with one of those sick minds. I would almost look to drink because Same. I could be like, oh, I get a drink tonight. You and Eris gets, yeah, and Eris gets to have, you know. Wild have, and crazy yeah. sex. Yeah. But it's like, I wasn't thinking about the sex. I was thinking about the gratification of the fact that you I got, got to, to drink, drink tonight and there's not going to be any conversation about my drinking. He's not going to say I overdrank. He's not going to say, he's why did you, yeah, he's yeah. going because he's getting, you know, and it was like this transaction. Yeah. And so once, you know, it's a little awkward in the beginning when you kind of, you almost have to relearn your partner. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, kind of how version or yeah. yeah, that's how it's been for Eris and I, because, you know, we met it, during my drinking days. Like he, I mean, besides like pregnancy and like early morning, like there was really not a lot of sober sex. Yeah. Well, and you know, that's actually funny because every person I dated, like when Junior and I weren't together and that we would have like, we partied together. And so that's kind of how I knew them. Like I could never just hang out, like go home and like watch a movie. And that was kind of all of my indicator. You know, I was like, yeah, this is all fueled by alcohol. And that's sad that sometimes alcohol chooses your sexual partner. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that sense too, you're like, "Mm, this is just not, not what I want. Yeah. Well, I mean, even like before my marriage, like it was a huge player and yeah, yeah hooking up and mm-hmm. random hookups. I'm yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if women didn't drink the, um, like, you know, if a majority of the culture just didn't drink that women's count of sexual partners would be down significantly. Oh, 100. And yeah. the amount of times people have sex would be down significantly. And to be honest, there's been so many times like, you know, this might be dark for some people and I might need to process this, but I have definitely been taken advantage of when I've been drinking multiple times. I know I've been GHB'd at least five or six times. Wow. And, you know, out of those five or six times, you know, I've one time I know for sure, but I can tell that there's been, you know, somebody that's taken advantage of me. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, like, yes, it's wrong. But for me, I'm always like, you, you, it is wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. It's always wrong. It's But if I'm always in my head like, well, if I weren't drinking and I didn't put myself in that situation, you know, which I think a lot of women do, but it's, it's in a sense, it's true. Like, you know, I don't, it's. Yeah, but don't hold any. No, blame. no. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, but it's just alcohol, alcohol kind of helped me get there. And I'm like, you know, damn it. Like, wish that would have happened. <laughs> but. Yeah. yeah, and just so everyone knows, uh, sober sex is better. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. So stick with it, people. Yeah, yeah, you remember it. Stick with your sobriety, trust <laughs> me. It's much even better. If, yeah, even if you're not as, like, I think that we just bond differently over yeah. sex. Like, it's just a different thing. And, yeah, it may not be super wild and crazy, but, but it's – But you can be super wild and crazy oh, when you you're sober. Can. Yeah, yeah you just – it's just not as like I guess maybe not as often. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm speaking personally for myself. Sorry, babe. <laughs> um, I'm speaking of sex. Let's talk about kids and how um, mom guilt gets the best of us. I yeah. feel like I've had horrible, some of the worst mom guilt from alcohol, like over anything. Well, yeah. I mean, 
it's it's because you check out and you know your kids start to notice that and as far as like some examples of mom guilt that I've had you know like I'm just not myself like I'm just I you know I'm forgetting things in lunch boxes I am you yeah. know the yeah. laundry didn't get turned over I you know I forgot to do certain things yeah. um I just, I I don't think that there's enough credit for moms and like how hard it is. I think I, I just saw this study that said that being a mom was like working 2.5 full-time jobs. Like, yeah. holy shit. I like know. since becoming a stay-at-home mom, like it's true. And yeah. it's, it's a thankless job. And yeah. so I think, you know, that's kind of why moms these days are turning to alcohol in the sense that, you know, it's like, again, it's kind of numbing things, but yeah, the, the mom guilt around it is huge. Yeah. Well, and they, I feel like too, especially with wine, it's like mommy juice and like it's targeted mm-hmm. towards moms. Like if you are a mom and you drink wine, it's glamorous, you know, but they're, what they're not talking about is when you wake up as a mom who drinks wine and, you know, yeah, it's picture yeah, you day like and shit. you don't you want to fr- get your kids ready or, you know, yeah. Yeah. Like, like you, and or probably shouldn't even be driving because a lot of people yeah, don't realize that the next day, yeah, a lot of people get don't to realize how, the next day with their yeah. children in the car. And it's just, and they don't realize that it's from the night before though. Like it's like, yes. no, you're not waking up and drinking, but it takes your body time to get back to that point zero, you know, zero mm-hmm. especially after a hardcore night of drinking yeah like or not even two bottles of wine i'm sure it's not normal to be you know like it's one thing to have a drink and i i listen i'm the most guilty person of this like i used to not have a play date unless i was going to get blacked out like my yeah. play dates revolved around having drinks or wine yeah yeah and that was just what we did and now i realize like how how much danger I put my kids in. Yeah. Yeah. Truthfully. Like there were times where like, I don't, how did you get to bed? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And like, that's like a scary reality. And you know, like, well, it's even scary to just know that our bodies are going through those motions too of like, but you're not there. Yeah. No, exactly. It's like a zombie almost like your body is moving, but yeah, you consciously are. And your children notice this. They say it about four is when they start to kind of like pick up and notice that like mommy's altered. Yeah. Well, even, even yesterday, like uh, Harlow or Stella, I went on a quote unquote party bus and people were drinking. I chose not to, but we were doing the chicken sandwiches that I told you Mm -hmm. about. We went to all these different restaurants and they had chicken sandwiches. It was fun. But my daughter FaceTimed me and she was like instantly worried. She like, I was yep. like, I gotta go, babe. And she's like, okay, I love you. And she called her dad and was like, my mom's on a party bus. And he was like, can you please call your daughter? She's worried about you. And I was like, no, I know she's worried. He's like, I'm just so glad you're sober. And it was nice because, you know, if I had been drinking and we got back, I would have wanted to stay and party and after, yep. you know, continue to party and continue to drink and stay out and stay up and like, you know, when my girls were really looking forward to me being home. And so it was nice that I was able to come home and enjoy my night with my family and, you know, feel okay. Mm-hmm. This morning, especially. I like when I choose to sleep in, it's like a choice. Like, yeah, it never gets old. Yeah. Like, they say, like, it never gets old waking up without a hangover. And that is 100% true. 
I've completely like shifted. I now wake yeah. up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Like I want to wake up at 5 a.m. Yep. Um, God, like people probably wouldn't even recognize me because it's like the habits that I do now. And like, it really took cutting out alcohol to like, yeah, no, I agree. It's, that's how I feel. I was, I, even when I got sober for that, you know, nine months, almost Mm -hmm. a year, like I felt so much better just, you know, daily. And so that's what one thing I remember I'd wake up and I'd be like, I just, don't you remember the days you'd wake up and feel good and not like Mm -hmm. death? And like, why do you choose this? And why isn't that enough? Like, You know, it's just like, it's never enough, that feeling of dying and that feeling of regret and that feeling of feeling like shit Mm -hmm. is just never enough. We're always like, oh, fuck, it's over with. I forgot. Let's go again. Yeah. I think one big thing for me that I've really taken in, um, and so um, just so you guys know, I'll be um, 90 days um, tomorrow. Yeah. 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 like I said, like I've had long bouts of sobriety. Um, my my last drink was July sixth. Yeah, and that's I, awesome. it was You've been doing so good. You know, it, I knew I shouldn't have had it. Yeah, I, the guilt that was surrounding it, whatever. But um, the one thing that like my husband's noticed, my children have noticed and said is like, "Mommy's so nice." Yeah, it's. I'm not irritable. Exactly. I don't snap anymore. Yeah. Yes. They annoy the fuck out of me sometimes. (laughs) Yes. But I sit with it. Yeah. Like removing alcohol has allowed me to be able to do that. Yeah. No, I agree. And it has allowed me, yes. Like this doctor once told me um, when I was, you know, getting some help with sobriety that – she said, son of, for sober, she said, son of a bitch, everything's real. You have to sit, like, yes. for sober. Like, you have to feel everything. It is all real. <laughs> yeah. Like, just because you remove alcohol doesn't mean that you don't have struggles. That doesn't mean that you, you know, aren't going to, you know, all of your life's problems are going to poof. But no, you now have the tools to fucking handle them. Yeah. And yeah. to be able to process them and find other coping mechanisms and other tools. And, you know, a big one for me has been meditation. I would have never said that I would be the, like a person that would fucking meditate. Yeah. No, I totally feel you on that. Like, but no, like that's been like huge for me. And like, you know, my husband, since we've removed alcohol, he's like, God, like I, it's not like walking on eggshells. I never knew what version of you I was going to get. Yeah. Like, are you going to be kind? Are you going to be irritable? Are you going to be like snap at me over nothing? Mm-hmm. Um, That's how I was. So it's nice. Like, you know, in the beginning, you know, for people that are looking to get sober, like, yeah, it, it is kind of this roller coaster of highs and lows and highs and lows, but it does even out. Yeah. It eventually evens out and you, your moods are consistent. Yes. Yes. It does take a little while. Yeah. Like, it takes a while. Gonna- I would say probably like two or three weeks when you hit that almost one month mark, you're like, okay. Yeah, you definitely. And I still have moments where like they call it kind of the pink cloud. Yeah. Where it's like, you're riding high. You're like, you're really feeling it. And then like the next day, like Mm -hmm. I will be an emotional wreck Mm -hmm. and I will like mourn alcohol and I will, it, it doesn't go away, 
No, um, no, no, it doesn't. I had to go to two events where I was just like, you know, you kind of, I don't know about you, but sometimes I almost beat myself up. Like I was on this party bus and everybody's enjoying themselves and drinking. And I'm like, why can't you just, why can't, 100%. why is it why you? Can't why you, can't you? Yeah, you? Why can't you do yeah, it? Why couldn't you just be nor, quote unquote normal? Why couldn't you just control? Why did you have to have a problem? Like, I think that's the hardest part is every time when I'm out and people are ordering drinks or I see that they're enjoying the weekend. It's like, you know, I just am more hard but on them. Are they real? Like, well, they want to shift I mean, your the perspective. That are, like, yeah. Look at true. how like amazing, like the last, I just saw your counter. The last yeah. 49 days yeah. have been yeah. like, you're fucking present. Like you are here and like. Yeah, everything's improved. My job's improved, you know, like, which I was doing great with my job, but I feel like over that, that time where I was drinking like really heavily, I went down. I wasn't, you know, I just, everything was just, it's, I lost joy in everything that yes. I normally have. Cause it's a fun sucker. Like yeah. it really. It's a depressant. It truly uh, is. It's so funny that you mentioned your job because, um, I remember when I was pregnant with Quentin, um, I was talking to my boss and, um, well, two of my bosses, um, who were also good girlfriends. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm like so productive when I'm like, I was like the best worker when That's I was pregnant, I blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And my boss goes, yeah, it's because you didn't come with a hangover every day. <laughs> I just was like, like no, oh, <laughs> Duh. I did do that, huh? Yeah, no, and honestly, I think <laughs> like, like, I was working like, well, remember I posted on Instagram, I was like, I just, who feels like a preg- like a goddess? I feel like that's exactly why. When I'm pregnant, I'm just drinking water and I'm eating healthy food. Yeah. Like, just, you know, it's like, just so, well, that's, it's um, there's no booze. For for anyone that's like sober curious, there's an amazing book called We Are the Luckiest by Laura McCowan. And it's amazing. And one of the main chapters in there is called like the pregnancy path, or it's like the pregnancy something. Um I think you've downloaded that in my Sorry own. guys. Um, but basically what she says is like you need to treat your sobriety like a pregnancy. That means turning down events. That means yeah, yeah. you know. Again, treating yourself with rest and water and, you know, just really taking time for yourself. Like, you know, like when you stop drinking, people always have a thousand questions. They want to know what happened, why, here, now. When you're pregnant and you say like, oh, I don't want to go. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm pregnant. Everyone's just, oh, it's okay. Yeah. You know, so you have to really kind of treat yourself as if you are pregnant. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that's a really good way to put that. I like that analogy. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's and true. that helped me. Like, there's been a lot of things that, like, I didn't attend. And that, especially, like, in my early days of sobriety where I just couldn't put myself in that. Same. You know, like, the anxiety was too much or – to be completely honest, like what's really cool about sobriety is you start to realize what you like and you don't like. Yeah. And a lot of that shit I didn't fucking like. Like, yeah, I'm like, me. once like, you get sober, you're like, did I really like going to those places? Yeah. Well, I know. Even like you just, you know, when it's time to go home too, yes. I guess that's the part you can go and have a great time. So isn't that so great? And you can yeah. go, you get home on your, <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, I'm, it's I'm time out. for my exit and yeah. I'm going to go home now. And I, you know, that's, I did that on Friday night. I guess I did that yesterday, Friday and Saturday, but I was just like, 
you know, I love you guys. I know that you're going to go, oh, when I leave and be sad. But truthfully, two seconds later, you're going to have a drink yeah, in your hand you again even, and be like, fuck it. You I don't even know I'm here. Exactly. So that's been, um, <laughs> that's been also a great, great aspect to it. No, we don't have to Irish goodbye anymore. Like we can yeah. legit be like, you know, my husband has this amazing saying because, you know, he's not a drinker. Um, where every time he was like, I'd be like, don't you want to get fucked up? Don't you want to this? And he's like, no, like, I want to go as I came. And I'm yeah. like, what? And he would like do like go. his arm. Yeah. He's like, I want to, or I want to leave as I came. Like, I'm fine. I walked in here fine. I want to walk out of here fine. Yeah. That's a you really, know? Yeah. And it's like such a like cool thing to be able to walk into somewhere, remember every conversation. Yeah. Like actually add to the conversation. Like if you've been around drunk people, like- you're just like, hey, dad, and they just fucking repeat everything. Yes, over they and say over. it a hundred times, mm-hmm. and you're just. Like, I know. I remember. I had like my last like bad weekend. I had a really. I was like possessed. It was crazy. But I was. I think, with I, think Jess. I think I remember that week. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and like the following week after that, I kept like telling her, and she's like, "Yes, I know. Like you already said this." And I mean, given I wasn't drunk repeating it, I was repeating it because I was so drunk. I don't remember her saying anything. <laughs> Um, but we've all been there. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, and even like me going on this like chicken sando tour, like some of those people, I, I think I've been around and I'm just like mortified to be like, what state? Like, I don't like thinking about like, what state have they met me in? Like, you know, I, that's, that's you know what's cool though, is them getting to see you now as I, you yeah. really are. Yeah. People are like, I'm so proud of you. Like people, people are like, holy shit, yeah. I like her. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh and my that's, God. That's really cool. I've actually had, um, I've actually had a few people reach out to me Yeah, who have said like, one, like, like, wow, you're really cool. Like, yeah. and I think that's really cool that you don't drink and um, you know, just people, even friends have been like, I'm so proud of you because the person that showed up last night is a person that I'm really friends with. And that's the person that I fell in love with. Yeah. And like, thank you for bringing her back. Yeah. Like, yeah. thank you for showing up as yourself instead of like an altered version. No. And I, and that's like, makes everything worth it. Yeah. Yeah. No, my girlfriend says that too. She's like, I just like sober Kinsley so much better. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, ah, there's not somebody that I'm like, oh, I just really hate their drunk version, but I like them. So, you know, I don't have to feel that way about anybody. So it's, of course, kind of traumatizing that people feel that way about me. Well, we traumatized a lot of people's lives. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> like, God. We are and not in so, like, um, I feel like sometimes it's so unintentional. Like, you don't. Of course it's, not, yeah. Yeah, people are just like, well, what the fuck? And you're like, I mean. I did do those things. I did say those things, but like, no, not in my sober state. I really don't feel that way. I'm, I promise. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah, bitch. Okay. Whatever. Oh yeah. No, I've done quite a few apology tours. Yeah. I'm yes. Yeah. I think that's mainly why like, I'd like to go through the 12 steps. Cause I think, you know, in a sense that that's part of like one of mm-hmm. the 12 steps is the apologies, but I should just do that on my own. But I feel like the list would just. Yeah. So I'm. I identify as a non-drinker. Um, you can call it what you want to call it. Um, yeah. Alcoholic. Isn't that a song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but oh, I identify as just a non-drinker. Um, mainly probably because I'm trying to normalize that. Yeah. For moms and for women in general. Um, so I don't follow the tell of steps. Um, AAs, I, I've been to one AA meeting and I... I won't be going back. Yeah. Um, 
I kind of going to give a shout out plug to sober mom squad. If anyone is a mother and actively, you know, thinking that they need to change their drinking, um, sober mom squad has free meetings on Wednesdays. Yeah. They're at like 11 a.m. Yeah, our time, which is freaking amazing. Or you can join their app and have That's access like to multiple bucks. meetings. Yeah, they uh, do. They look like they do like five or six meetings a day. Sometimes I just yeah, pop on like a meeting pop without on. my camera at work and just even listen at work and kind of just take it in, you know, yeah. just be able to listen. And I feel like that's why people go to AA anyways. Yeah. So 12 steps for me, you know, it wasn't something I'm going to work, but going back to what you were saying is I have found myself, you know, reaching out to people and apologizing. And you know what? Yeah. Most of the time I'm met with, oh my God, that old thing. Like, I don't even know. Oh, I know. That. That's I how I am. This. Yeah. But I'm like, you know what? For me, it's like, a, it's a stain in my, Staying yeah. on my brain. <laughs> my, I, that's so funny. So it's that. like, you know, it's something that I'm doing. And, I, you know, that is one thing that with that program, like, I do think that people do need to do. Yeah, that's the one stuff that I'm like, I, I agree with. I think that that's kind of cool that they incorporate that. But that's funny you said that because there's been, I went up to my friend Rachel and I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I said this to you one night when I was drunk. And she's like, what? And I'm like, you don't remember and she's like no and so I just think it's funny that you know yeah you do you're like when well, I'm really sorry yeah I was like <laughs> sorry yeah. I brought it back up again <laughs> I was okay yeah I'm like well I thought it was real but anyways I'm glad we can move past that no and there's like there's people in my life that like so I've always been kind of like a gift giver and maybe that's what is that? That like love language or so whatever. Oh, like yeah. I've always like I've always shown my love by like giving gifts to people and being of service to people. And like there's probably like a few people that I do need to go back and like give like a verbal apology to that I feel like I've already done it a few times. But um, you know, I've tried to show them like with my actions. Yeah, same. I totally feel like yeah. Yeah. But you know, there's some people that just they aren't going to take the apology and yeah. you just, you know, at least you've got it off your chest. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, it's not your shit anymore. That's no, their shit. Like if someone's not, you know, one, I think that most people that don't, that aren't willing to accept your apology for something you may have done, don't understand addiction. True. True. I, yeah, no, 100%, I know. 100%. I think they don't understand it. Yeah, no. And one thing that, I, and I think I was, I kind of tried to touch on another episode, but I also don't like when there's people that I feel like have wronged me or there's been a mutual, like where it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, we should just probably not, but have used my alcoholism, like as if it were, you know what I mean? Like, they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, well she's, she's drunk. So, yep. and it's like, no, like that's yep, not, I, you don't get to just use that as your cop out, like mm-hmm. for treating me like shit either. And I don't, yeah, but no, you're right. I just, and a lot of people are questioning their own alcohol, yeah. you know, or their own use around alcohol as well too. Yeah. Yeah. So I know I'd love to sit down with somebody that's like, just has to host a bunch of social gatherings and just has no desire to drink. It would be interesting. I love, well, I like, pick people's I, brains where I'm like, you like don't don't want to drink at all like yeah no I really I was telling you like one thing that I've loved recently is like getting to meet new people and like I'm really branching out with like my my sorry my son is of the age where 
he's just now getting friends and like really kind of like connecting with school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm meeting a lot of these moms. And one, it's like so badass to like meet them and just be like, no, I'm a non-drinker. And like what they get is what they get. Like yeah. if you don't like me, like then you don't like me. Like that's, yeah, that's my it. personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the moms don't drink. And they're just like I had a lot of anxiety going into one play date actually because, again, play dates were a big trigger for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, oh, can I get you something to drink? And I was like, oh, um, uh, uh, I, I don't drink. And she was like, oh, I, do you want like a diet? I meant like a diet Coke. I don't, she's like, <laughs> she goes, I don't drink either. Like, I'm not going to serve you wine at like 11 a.m. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God. Okay. Hot. I like yes, felt so, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll have a diet Coke. <laughs> but she was just like you thought that we were gonna drink in the morning and i'm like you don't drink in the morning what you're like oh god i thought that's what we did yeah no, but seriously. it was so it is becoming more normal which yeah. is awesome i know and like thanks god like instagram has made it huge yeah instagram's so helpful um another thing that i'm really excited for i'm excited that my first sober vacation is going to be in austin texas because Austin's like a huge sobriety yeah. of the sober community. They do a lot of dry bars and like it's cool to like go and still have craft mocktails. Like they're just really picking up on the trend, I guess, because obviously we're in Boise. It's a little slower. Well, it's, I'm sure it's in a lot more big cities than just. Yeah. And the thing is like, folks, it's not a trend. Like you, it's, it's a health issue. Well, as yes. well too. Like, yes, it's a trend. Um, What do they say? People Al- are just a, alcohol yeah. is the only drug that you have to like defend, like why you don't take like. You well, don't use glamour. it. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Really it's is. like, people, so yeah, glamorous. you're not like, oh, I don't use heroin. People be like, why not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fucking great. You're like, heroin's <laughs> great. Yeah. Uh, but alcohol, the third most addictive drug. Yeah. People are like, you don't use alcohol? Yeah. Because you're not everyone's drinking? freaking addicted. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, it's true. Yeah. No, I think that people are really starting to like, notice, you know, catch yeah, on to what alcohol, yes. The cancer rates. I mean, especially among women, the cancer rates are out of control. Like everyone do your own research. Um, it's just something to consider, especially if you have breast cancer in your family and you are a heavy drinker, you really need to look at the statistics because I mean, it just increases your rates. No, totally. Well, it's it's funny you talk about that too, because I feel like the more you start to open Pandora's box about the side effects of alcohol and how bad it is for you. And then when you go drink, like that contributes to like the fact that you're like, I know what I'm doing. Like, this is so bad for me. You're literally putting like ethanol into your body. That's like what fuels your car. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's poison. Yes. You're poisoning your body. And that's why you feel like shit. I'm like, I'm not here to be on some soapbox of like, Oh, don't drink. And like, yeah. And not sobriety. This is just the path that I have chosen. Um, well, once Listen, you I am jealous yourself, of like, all of my friends. Yeah. <laughs> like there's some jealousy of all of my friends that are still like going out and drinking and this because I know that I can't ever have that again. It's just not something for me. Yeah, um, same. But yeah, so I'm not here to like, like I said, be on some soapbox saying like, don't drink, don't do this, don't do that. We just want to normalize that like this is affecting a lot of women and we don't fucking talk about it. And yeah. If we don't talk about it, then we're just going to continue to live in the shame. And so I think, you know, thank God for Kinsley starting this podcast because this yeah, ha- we have to get way. this out there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just I just think that like I got so wrapped up in the education or the not even the education. I've been educating myself now and that's why I don't ever want anybody to think I'm on a soapbox either. I just I I see it. But I was in this mindset of, oh, like it's cute if I drink. It's glamorous if I drink. Like it's like mm-hmm. alcohol's just, you know, and so that's yeah. I just got so wrapped up in the glamour of it that now I'm like, holy shit, like I'm an alcoholic and I can't, it's not glamorous for me. It's going to kill me and ruin all my relationships. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been crazy, but I'm, I am so glad wrapping this all up. Probably I'm so, so, so glad that I have this, you on this journey with me. I'm yeah. glad that we were able to just totally it's, connect on this. You know, and that's, that's it is just bringing it up. And bring mm-hmm. it out there because you don't know how many like people and women are struggling with this. Yeah. And if we don't say it, yeah, nobody. Knows. I mean, we would have never connected. Yeah, truly. And there have been many times where you know I I opened the door in that conversation and like there is honestly not one person on this planet whose life hasn't been affected by alcohol, whether that's you have an alcoholic parent. You know someone that's an alcoholic. Yeah. Hello, you're listening to this damn podcast. Yeah, yeah. You got yeah, two exactly. right here. Yeah. There's not one person that hasn't been affected by this. And if we don't talk about it, yes, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to stay that way. Yeah, what good does it do? Yeah. Well, that's why it's such a silent killer because before you know, like, it's too late. You're like, wow, I didn't know that person was struggling with alcohol mm-hmm. the way they were. Um, because that, that people was me. don't want to put it out there. It's, you know, very... Yeah, as soon as you have a problem, it's something that you're ashamed of. Up until then, you're like, party on, Garth, let's do it. Well, I think, you know, again, the shame spiral is a big thing. And I think what's different for me this time around with my sobriety is I'm actually talking about it. Yeah. And I'm being truthful about it. Same. Before, yes. before oh, yeah. I tried to get sober and I didn't have any tools in my toolkit. I didn't read any Quitlet books. Yeah. I. You know, I've been working with a sober coach. Shout out to Jen, who's probably going to listen to this. Yeah, that's because awesome. I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. Um, she has changed my life the last 90 days. Um, you know, I actually was like, if I'm going to do this, I need to do it right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel really good in my sobriety, like having, you know, someone like you, like yeah. reaching out and like having these people in your corner. Like, I didn't realize how important community is to sobriety. It truly is. But it is. It is the one thing that's actually going to keep you sober is that community. Yep. So thank you for being my community. Of course, always. Forever. Keep coming back, folks. Yes, yes. (laughs) Hopefully you'll have me again. Yes, I would love love to come back and, you know, my next 90 days. Like I said, I was like balls to wall. I'm like, come on, Jess, we're doing a podcast. And she's like, um... You're gonna have to like give me a second. Well, I'm so just I'm more so like, it, yeah. I this is I'm a word vomit. Anyone that knows me knows that I word vomit. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for listening to letting me vomit. For... No, I'm so glad. I was gonna. I was like, I'm. You know, I it was in your time, and I'm glad it was this soon. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. So all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, you have a sober Instagram. <gasps> Yes, I don't use it though. I need to. Um, it is. Let me pull it up really quick because I don't remember if it has a the or just the other thing. <laughs> you know how people do that. Oh gosh, yeah. It's called the Sober Files. 
And yeah, you can find me on Instagram. If I get like at least one follow, then I'll know I need to start using it. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) There you go. Um, But thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, we will, I will tag you in that when I post. And then, you know, if you feel the need to reach out, you can reach out to any of us via Instagram or anytime at all. But thank you guys and have a wonderful week. Thanks guys.